Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And this is Megan. And I'm actually here. Yeah. Getting through all your uh, psychic problems and such. Yeah, I had a little bit of an episode like last week. Mm. Like I, I was in here getting ready to do the podcast, but I just like got completely drained and like I literally was like passing out on the table. It was like crazy. So you got a solo Isaac episode last week. Nah. Which I don't know if anyone enjoyed my monologuing, but yeah, your monologue. Well, that, that's essentially yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we are finally back together again. Yeah. Yeah. For you guys' entertainment. Uh, so today, like I said last week, um, we're talking about the greatest, or not greatest, but most known haunted locations across America. Yeah, America's hot spots. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of them. <laughs> there's like a lot. So we kind of narrowed it down to five, but this is going to be one of many parts. So, uh, randomly you'll get like a part two to this and a part three because there's just so many. So we're not talking about your favorite. Don't worry. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it. So on this episode, we chose the five. Are you ready for them? We are doing <clears throat> the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast, Eastern State Penitentiary, the Valencia Axe Murder House, which I actually know nothing about. Valeska. Valeska. Yeah. Pardon. <laughs> uh, Bobby Mackey's and the Winchester Mystery House. What do we do first? Okay, so I kind of want to dive in because Lizzie Borden, right? I feel like that's going to be like, you're going to be like fangirling when we finally go there. Ew, no, not fangirling. That's <laughs> weird. Not fangirling. I've always wanted to come that, here. No, it's, no, I don't want to go nah, there. It's like one of those things that like, you know, like when you read about, you're just kind of like so mind blown because like you kind of like theorize and so anybody that's listened to us like ongoing and I just s- talked about this in an episode, uh, the bonus episode with Amanda from Spooky Eats, because I truly believe, truly believe, I don't know if it's tied to the land or what, but I really believe that something on in that house was influencing on the family. I mean... It's possible that, like, if there was abuse involved, um, that, like, there's some people that just snap, you know? But, I don't know, there's some things, I just get a feeling of, like, this was a case that maybe there was abuse involved and, like, the entity that was influencing, uh, the family. It's always, it's the females, though. That's the craziest, because if you go through, like, I was looking up, um, when I was doing my research, cause I knew, I know the basic overview of what happened with Lizzie Borden. But I was like, I want to find out, like, these underlying facts. And so I found out that, um, sorry, I'm like looking at the actual, like, Relative. Okay, so Eliza Darling Borden, which was Lizzie Borden's grandfather's wife, murdered her three children by dropping them down a well and committed suicide. She committed suicide. She committed suicide after. That is the same house that was then inherited by Andrew Borden, which was Lizzie's dad. Mm-hmm. So, and it's throughout like their family line. Right. And I'm wondering if it has something to do with like a family curse and then something negative took advantage of that. Well, no, that's a, that's one of the many theories of why Lizzie did what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, she technically pled insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why she didn't get the death sentence. I don't know if they did had it back then. She kind of went to a sane asylum. Um, right? she was acquitted. No, she, she was acquitted. Was that's right. Yeah, she, she was, was never, they never charged anybody because their suspects was, uh, Lizzie, Lizzie's uncle, her sister Emma, and then the maid. I thought she was tried insane. 
Mm-mm. Or she was acquitted, but they suspected her being insane. Insane no, was in no, there no, somewhere. No, 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 because the problem, the thing was, like, before, there was nothing previously, and there was nothing after that that whole thing occurred. There's nothing. And, you know, when you hear the horrific details of what happened, you think of, like, some weird, like, insane person that, like, you know, but she wasn't. She, like, did things with her church. She taught students. She was outgoing. I mean, a lot of people, like, one theory behind it was that maybe because of how her father treated the stepmother... Um, I know there was one part in when I was researching that I found a part where I think the father basically gave the the stepmom's sister a house, like without having to pay for anything, just gave her a house. And the sister, the yeah, the sister and Lizzie were like, "Well, where's our stuff? We're your actual daughter, daughters, daughters." Oh, okay, daughters. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, <laughs> um. Were your actual daughters, and he gave them like a rental property, and um, they ended up sell having to sell back the property because the Borden daughters didn't want it. So a lot of like one theory was that she was like jealous, and it made her go crazy. But you know the rhyme. Yeah, I don't like it. It gives me an eerie feeling. Lizzie Borden took an axe. Ew. Gave her mother forty whacks. So she so she gave the mother. Yeah. When she realized what she has done, she gave her father only one. Hmm. Because they found the axe. They found her mother basically bludgeoned to death by an axe. She was like in pieces. I was in pieces, but there was a lot of fucking incisions in her, right? And her father had one straight to his head. Hmm. Which the axe, I don't think was ever found. It was found near his body. It was found near his body or something. Mm Um, but yeah, he was sleeping on the, um, the downstairs, taking a nap, uh, on like the little love seat couch thing they had in the back, mm-hmm. right downstairs. <clears throat> I don't know what my what voice is. Going I got on boogers in my throat. Anyway. Ew, boog. Don't say that. That sounds weird. No, it sounds gross. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds weird too. I don't, okay. Uh, no, he was sleeping on that, that downstairs, like love seat thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was taking a nap and she, psh- Right in his head, right? And her mother was upstairs, I guess, taking a nap. They just got back after church. I think that's what the time period was, right? Because mm-hmm. he was still in the suit and everything. Like, I guess he nodded off on the on the uh, little low seat thing and back to his head, and she was upstairs in pieces. Ugh. No, because Lizzie acted odd in the, in the trial, mm-hmm. right? She talked funny. She acted different. She acted weird, mm-hmm. right? What some people assumed was insanity. Others that maybe just from witnessing what she did, maybe she cracked or something. See, that's the thing. Like she could have, and if something negative, depending on how negative, and if it's been there a long time, if it's ancient, that kind of thing, and depending if it's demonic in nature or if it's just like a dark, malicious thing. I mean, there's people I, I truly believe that have been borderline possessed that have been put in insane asylums. And it's more so that, because that, depending on what it is, where it comes from, that kind of thing, I mean, that can have a lot of influence on you. A lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, people experience different things happening there. Knocks, um, doors closing, well, the crazy, hearing shit. Well, the crazy yeah. thing is... First day. of all, yeah. I like I I I knew of like the story behind Lizzie Borden, but I didn't know. I remember reading like previously before we I actually researched um that there like the chair that her father was killed on was there, right? Like it's still in that. Yeah. Oh. Oh my god. I don't even think I would want to step foot on the That driveway. chair has to be almost close to 100 years old now. Yeah. But they have like the actual crime scene artifacts there. And I think I don't like, I'll tell you what, I don't like that. I don't like that because, you know, some people might say, Oh, it's kind of cool to go there and visit. But when you think about it, it was an actual crime that happened. It was an actual oh. heinous crime. So you're telling me that negative energy isn't going to freaking fester with people. You know what I mean? It was funny. It's like with, it's with feeding that negative stuff. These are places that. 
I know all, every place we've talked about so far and we're going to talk about are places that I know we want to go to mm-hmm. um, with the team, our investigation. I know. I don't team. know. I would. I may have to sit that one. Well, I know being there with our abilities will mm-hmm. we'll definitely find something. Yeah. Yeah. And I any new like into, any, uh, I, I want to know if, if any hey, of sorry. you guys have. Huh? To any new listeners, um, huh. me and Megan are both uh, psychic. That my abilities rely more on uh, a physical feel more than less mental psychic yeah. abilities. I feel things in my hands, um, negative or positive, depending on which hand. Um, I can find it and I can take it off the plane. In other words, I can not make it available to move things or make noises or talk or anything like that. So it's kind of like where I lie on that. But Megan, she kind of kind of holds most of psychic abilities that you've heard of or mediumship and soon probably all of them well, <laughs> from where you're going. I know for sure. Like I have like, anyways, that's, but yeah, go back and listen yeah. to the previous episode and you find more information on it. But, um, yeah, with our abilities, I guarantee we'll definitely find something. There. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Cause like, I know a lot of the times I could feel like emotions mm. and depending on the situation, like how the person died, um, like if depending if like the um like if the hands were bound i can feel that in my hands and stuff it's kind of it's crazy anyways so uh yeah i don't know if i'd want to get the actual stuff like to sit on the chair like to sit on the thing i don't know if i could i don't know if i could take that you probably get a headache i know um there is an article by visitorfun.com that I read that actually had a quote from the a longtime volunteer um, that volunteers at the, the Z Borden house. And she basically said that she had an experience where she was in Emma's room, which is the sister, lying on the bed. And she was writing in her journal. Um, and basically, she, you know, she was just trying to find some peace and relax during the downtime, which I don't know how you could do that in the house, but that's just me. Um, I guess maybe if you don't have abilities, but I feel like anybody that's got any kind of intuition, any kind of anything, like if you can feel, which most humans can, you go in that house, you're going to feel something. Um, but the shades sprang up and they were the same shades that were in Emma's room during everything. Mm. So... I think not only will it have like stuff trapped there or if there is still a dark thing there or whatever, but you're going to have residual, I think too. Yeah. It's funny. Um, I don't know. We've, we've come across in our few investigations that we've done, Mm -hmm. we've come across a few residual kind of spirits. Yeah. Right. But they're always been a little too far away for us to get a good feel on them. And for anybody that doesn't know what residual is, it's basically like, a replay of the events that took place there. It's an imprint of spirits. Mm-hmm. Of your 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 spirit's still stuck there, almost like a stain mm-hmm. of what you did in your last moments of life. Mm-hmm. So, someone going down the stairs, like the most infamous one, is in San Antonio, mm-hmm. of all places, the hotel where the bride walks down the stairs every single night at the same exact time, mm-hmm. um, and she does this motion over and over again because that's her last thing she did before she died. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's a residual. It keeps repeating over and over again. Yeah. So you might hear, like, if you go to a mine, you hear miners working or a prison, you might hear prisoners in their cells and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just residual energy, residual spirits that are still there repeating the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. And a little background on the Borden family. So basically they were very rich. Um, when Andrew Borden died, um, he was a property owner, but, Okay, they definitely heard that. I'm sorry, this guy. Okay. Bigger the man, bottom belt. Oh, gosh. Anyways. <laughs> Lord. I'm over here talking about death, and I hope it doesn't smell like death in this room. Dude. Anyways. <laughs> At the time of his death, his estate basically valued at $300,000, which would have been uh, $8.17 8. like in today's time. But the crazy thing is, they didn't really have indoor plumbing or electricity, even though they were rich. What time period? 
1892 is when the thing occurred. August. Yeah, you had 4th. to be super rich. Yeah, I don't know. But they were <laughs> technically for the time. Well, eight million but today. They, I mean, you're rich, but you're not like, oh my god, I'm buying a new Bugatti. But they thought. Day. But they yeah. thought it was. They thought it was weird. The fact that. Like, they were rich, and they didn't have that kind of stuff, or even, like, a starter start to having indoor plumbing or electricity. Um, they were considered an odd family. Like, just the stuff that they would do is just odd. Um, so, anybody that doesn't know, Lizzie's mom died. And um, basically, her fa- father got remarried. And... Uh, Right before the axe murders happened, the family got violently ill. So, I don't know. Calm before the storm. The sick before the storm. Yeah, there's different different theories on you know why she did it and stuff like that. And even a theory that she didn't do it. Yeah, you know she just got blamed for it because she was the only one there and she acted hella weird after and during the trial. Mm-hmm. Right, like fucking like. I don't know. <laughs> you know, stuff know. like that. Well, no. Uh, you know what the maid said? What? The maid said that before um, the day like the day of the murder, she kept hearing a replay of laughter throughout the house. Like, just a track of, like, laughter. Dun, dun, dun. I can't. We need to go there. No, 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 no. What if we solve our mystery that no one's able to figure out for I a long time? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't <laughs> even want to go up against that thing. Because you know how many people probably, like, feed into that? Like, there's some people that probably, like, go there specifically to, like, push off. I guarantee negatives. Brandon's going to want to go there. Oh, no. Ugh. Eee. Mm. They're no, really, thanks. like, upper status. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like just putting my big toe on the driveway not driveway, but the entrance. And I feel, oh my gosh. Just like looking at pictures, I can tell, like, it's just. You had an idea? Hmm. You should remote view. Remote view it? Every place like this. See what you can do. Oh, I don't think so. Because what if I get stuck there? Oh my God, you get stuck. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, that's another thing. We'll probably talk about this more at the end of the episode. But uh, apparently remote viewing is something that I have gained. Uh, I didn't really do it before, but uh, actually, you know, what? I kind of ha- did it a little bit like throughout my life. Like I thought maybe it was just like a hoax, but not a hoax, but like just something meh, everybody can do. And then uh, I found out diving into my abilities that it's not something that, you know. All right. So, from one axe murder to another, we'll talk about Nevelska axe murder house. Yeah, and I don't know anything about this, so this is a blind reaction for me. Now, this case is still a mystery, mind you. Still, we call it a um, cold case, mm-hmm. even from the time that it happened, right? Um, a little brief summary. Uh, the Nevelska axe murders occurred between the evening... Of June 9th, 1912. So it's a long ass time mm-hmm. ago. And the early morning of June 10th, 1912. Because it happened in the morning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, in the town of Alaska, Iowa. Mm. Right. Um, six members of the Moore family that were killed. And two guests. They had two girls sleeping over. Mm-hmm. Um, were all found bludgeoned in the Moore residence. Eight victims, including six children. Of course, or uh, had severed uh, head wounds from the axe. So their heads. Oh, another off. axe thing! What the freak is up with that? What? Valeska axe murder? I just said that. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I just like that's that's a horrible. That I mm, okay. Go so, ahead. In summary, a guy, whole more families over one night, right? And they had two girls that were sleeping over, mm-hmm. right? So some random dude. That they yet to find. Is that the one that was stuck in the attic, that was like in the attic and then came out when they were sleeping? Yeah. Yeah. He was hiding in the attic because they found two cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Like someone was up there for a while. Or found group, like cigarette butts and stuff like that. That's why I hate attics. So he must have came down during the night and chopped everybody up. Get out of here. I freaking hate attics. And majority of people he killed were kids. So. Um, 
A lengthy, invasion, a lengthy investigation yielded several suspects, one who was uh, tried twice, but nothing stuck. First trial ended in a hung jury, and the second ended in an acquittal. So I think they got they said, you did it, and they accidentally killed a guy. And Yeah. Oh my god. And the second time, like, oh no, you did it. Like, acquitted. Yeah. The, the, but the crime remains unsolved from 1912 till now. Because they have no idea who could have done it, right? They had suspects, but no one. Have they ever brought a psychic in? Several. When they were going, no, that, nothing ever came of it. Yeah, I would prefer not to. Like... I think that's one you could solve, maybe. No thanks. Um, I mean, I'm yeah. all for solving things, but, uh, not trying to put myself. Oh, gosh. So the doctors concluded that the murders had taken place between midnight and 5 a.m. So that's why I said between that period of time. Um, they and found when two. When did this take place? 1912. In July. Um, yeah, they found two spent, I guess that means like cigarette butts in the attic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more residents. Um, uh, looks like the killer began in the master bedroom, so he killed the parents first, and then he moved to the kids. Um, Josiah, I guess the father, received more blows from the axe than any other victim, so he got chopped up more. Maybe he started, he woke up and like, yeah, and he got killed him even more. Yeah, because I remember reading about a case one time where the guy got like chopped in the head, but he was still like. Yeah. Moving like well, Josiah's face was uh, had been cut in such an extent that his eyes were missing. Get else, right? Uh, the killer or killers, maybe more than one person, um, use a blade of an axe on Josiah while using a blunt end. So they might use a bat on the rest of the victims. So one person got chopped up while the others got hit in the head or bludgeoned to death. How, in these cases, this is what I don't get. How, how are, like, granted, they're kids, right? But nobody heard this. Not a single neighbor, even in 1912, didn't hear anything. None of them were able to scream. None of them were able to... And how many kids was there? Six? Yeah. A lot of kids. I mean, I've never been in that situation. I hope, dear God, I never am. That's what, like, confuses me about these cases. The majority of the family was upstairs, and the Mm -hmm. two guests, the the little girl sleeping over, were downstairs. So if he, or he's, or he and she's, who the fuck knows, it could be a whole group of people... Killed everyone upstairs first. No one downstairs would have heard. It has to be a group. Yeah, as most people think. It has to be more than one person. Because you cannot... There's no freaking way that one person's able to do that. Uh, investigators believe that all the victims, except for Elena Stringer, she was the one of the guests, mm-hmm. had been asleep when they murdered. They thought she was awake and tried to fight back as she was found lying clockwise on the bed. Right, not straight, like opposite direction. Like maybe she was fighting back and she's like, ah, and they hit. Right. Um, she had defensive wounds on her arm. So maybe she had her arms up. Right. Uh, and Lena's nightgown was pushed up to her waist and she was wearing underwear, leading to a law enforcement speculation the killer is probably molested her. Mm. Or killer. So she was found like that. So I think the majority of the family, the adults were killed for sure. And the, the, the kids upstairs were killed, bludgeoned to death. But her downstairs, and she was awake, her f- sister, I think, was with her downstairs. She was killed, but she was the only one that was found like that. What? What was the stomach? Oh, my stomach made a weird sound. Sorry. Okay. Now, <laughs> that violent history and stuff like that, right, of course leads to hauntings because when people go that way it causes a residual energy to stay behind along with spirits being stuck mm-hmm. right especially be murdered in such a way excuse me um the hauntings have been reported there or everywhere from hearing screaming from children laughing to a dark children laughing could have been a residual yeah 
to a dark figure spin spotted every now and then, which could have been the killer. Like his energy is still there. Dark entity of some kind. Or a dark entity was created there or, or dark entities are attracted to there such because of the such mm. negative energy that was created from there. Right? Yeah. Uh, I remember when Ghost Adventures went, they actually caught a lot of stuff. Uh, one of the most fuckest, uh, best evidence they ever caught was a door slamming on the upstairs. So the master bedroom mm-hmm. was open and slammed shut. Oof. So, guarantee if we went there, Oh, no. My right hand would be charging the entire time. Yeah, probably. <laughs> They'll probably find some left-hand charges. But another place that we can go to. Oh, I guess. Yeah. And I'd like to go to Iowa just to go to Des Moines. Oh, my gosh. Slept not. I want to see that club they played at first. When they first ever started. I want to go there. <laughs> There's like a bucket list of mine to go to every club that my favorite, my top five favorite bands played in, like, when the first shows. Every club? Like the... The, like five bands, five clubs, five places they played when the first shows. Oh, first shows! I thought you were like talking AFI about AFI like would be somewhere every club long. That they've ever played. No, I that would take like, forever, dude. No, like AFI would be Long Beach, Orange County area, right? California, mm-hmm. I know that for sure. I just remember exactly where Whitechapel would be in Knox. Not, not in the top five, but just example. Mm-hmm. Whitechapel would be in Knoxville. You know, that's mm-hmm. where they started. Um, Muse would be in London, England, somewhere. <laughs> Hi. What would be in San Francisco too? I should probably knock off two in California. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Uh I know I want to save Bobby Mackey's for last because oh, a lot of stuff do. on that. Um because that's gonna give me the most headache, I think. You get headaches? Slightly. Which is mm-hmm. kind of ironic because we're talking about head injuries and Maybe you're feeling their energy. Don't no, I don't want to uh, <laughs> put it outside your head. No. Um Eastern State Penitentiary. Which I have a fun fact about Megan with this. How does Megan and Eastern State Penitentiary collide together? Because Al Capone's former cell was there, right? Yeah. No one knows where that the connection is. Okay, but no. <laughs> Okay, and I will continue on to this. So Al Capone's cell is there, right? Or was there, right? I am actually related to Al Capone. Uh, my grandmother's mother's maiden name was Capone. And she was the um like, cousin. Yeah, so he's like my uncle, but like down the line. Like great, great uncle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm related to Al Capone. My grandma told me a story one time, like in the 60s, when she was in the, um, she was delivering a baby. And, uh, I don't know which one of my aunts or uncles it was, but, uh, they asked, like, they asked, you know, like the maiden name or whatever. Her, they asked her mother's maiden name and she said Capone. And when she first got there, they were like, we don't have any rooms. And then she said Capone. And they were like, right this way. Get this room in a room now. Now. <laughs> Yeah, funny, interesting tie with Megan and that. So now, Eastern State Penitentiary looks like a castle from the outside. Oh yeah, it's like kind of cool looking. Yeah, and it's built in a very odd way for a prison. Now, most lot of prisons are most prisons are built almost like a square, right? Uh-huh. With the prisons going around and then the center being like a good a spot like that. Yeah, this is built like a f- not a flower, but how petals. On a flower have a center and each petal is an extension of that main center point, right? Yeah. So this is like a circle and it has five blocks or six blocks. I can't remember how many blocks that is that go around it that all equate to this one point. So if you were standing in the center, you could turn and look down every cell block by just standing in the center spot Mm -hmm. of of the center place. And it looks really weird when you do that. And another fun fact kind of about Eastern State Penitentiary doesn't really have to do anything paranormal, but they actually had running water before the White House did. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, it held a lot of inmates. I can tell you that much. Uh, it's located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That's Eastern State, I guess it's whatever. Um, it was operational from 1829 to about 1971. 
they held prisoners. Uh, the penitentiary, Lilla, or the prison, is a redef- uh, refined revolutionary system, a, uh, a separate incarnation. So that's why it looks the way it does, because they thought it was like a revolutionary idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, first prisoner, uh, prison system to look like that. Of course, there were notorious criminals, such as Al Capone and uh, Willie Sutton, which I don't know who that is. Um, <laughs> and some other famous killers from the past of that period of time. It's a wagon wheel design. That's what it's like. A wagon oh, wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wagon wheel has spokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone that doesn't know, it's a former prison. It's not, it's not operational active. now. Yeah, it closed no. in 1971 and it opened in 1829. And in 1994, basically, they cleaned up the prison and opened it to visitors. And um, was known as one of the most progressive prisons in the country at the time. Now, it's had a lot of dark history and it's 142 years of existence. Um, full of suicide, madness, disease, murder, and torture. Yes. They tortured prisoners. Ugh, uh, one thing they would do is uh, shove their uh, prisoners in ice water or ice during the winter time. Oh. Philadelphia. Or it's in yeah. East time, right? Cold ass winters. And they would do that to people until they see ice on their skin. Yeah. God. They also had something called the uh, Mad Chair. Remember I saw this in Ghost Adventures when they actually went there. Mm-hmm. Um, they would strap prisoners in it to amputate. And sometimes they would leave them there over periods of time until they went insane. Yeah. Uh, I think it's the same place. I get, I get it, that confused with Idaho State Penitentiary. Because oh, they yeah. almost look the same from the inside anyway. But I think it was Eastern State they were at. And a former prisoner there in the 70s, before they closed, mm-hmm. uh, had a friend who lit himself on fire. He took... um Kerosene, uh, not kerosene, like painting oil, mm. whatever, like that. Poured it all over himself, lit himself on fire with it. Mm. And of course, they tried to open a cell block, but he was already dead. So he committed suicide that way. And he knew one of the guys that was there with him, right? Mm. And that cellmate, but his cellmate wasn't there at the time. Um, so remember when Ghost Avengers went in there with this guy, he could feel this inmate who died, like his friend, right? The former prisoner. Mm-hmm. could feel like him, his energy on him. And he's like, get off me, get off me, boy, get off me. Right? Yeah, he's trying to make me feel what he felt. Right? Which is, I was freaking weird when I watched that episode. Yeah. Um, some of the guards say some prisoners would jump off the rail system because it's like it's stacked up on top of each other. Yeah. And the railing was like oh, okay. at waist I think length. I know what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. They would jump off like head first. Boom. My God. Just because they didn't like being there because it was brutal. Some of the cells were very tiny. Like unhabitable for for yeah. for people to stay in, and they have a thing called the hole, which is underground. Where it was cold, mind you, and where they basically would just lock people up and stay, leave them there forever. So yeah, that's uh, a really dark place if I can be. Yeah, and all that, all that, hey. all those tortured souls. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we could go there. Uh. I feel like any kind of prison is going to be kind of bad, though. Prison, just, hospital, the same asylums, I guarantee. This is all. You're going, to have a, you're going to have a hard time being in there. And my right hand's going to be charging. Yeah. No, I could. I could uh... What is right hand charging mean, Isaac? Go back and listen to other episodes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Small brief thing. I uh, When a spirit's near me, depending on which hand, it charges. Or I get like that sensation in my hand. So it lets me know something's near. Um, But yeah. This place... Dark history and dark shit that's happened in there, uh, amongst other things. So, yeah. the hauntings every people reported, or, or as such. But I remember, I think it was this one. Was it Idaho? I think it was this one. Uh, one of the guides was giving a tour to the guys at Ghost Adventures. Said that this is something in one of the lower cell. No, no, yeah, it wasn't this one. Never mind. Sorry, I was going off on the story and I was was wrong. <laughs> anyway, but um. You can hear clangs, you can hear doors slamming, right? This is notorious for haunting so much they actually have a ghost tour mm-hmm. or a historical tour, but that night they have a ghost tour and stuff like that. One of the uh, women or any female guide on the tour, uh, the tour, tour guide for the ghost tours gets their ass pinched in a certain cell area. Any women on the tour, same. Like they'll get groped, they get grabbed and stuff like that. 
God, even in the afterlife, yeah, people can be pricks. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's what that place. I know you. You probably wouldn't want to go. <laughs> There's a lot of places. I guess like any kind of like iconic like place is gonna be crazy. With me, I mean, but the the point too with being a medium and psychic when you uh, advance your abilities is to be able to go into a place like that and kind of control yourself control you know what i mean it's grounding it's you know controlling or not controlling but like you know so of course me who i've never really been to that many places that have that kind of stuff i have to learn how to kind of weed everything out and how to like hey stop doing this to me and you know but one of the most famous stories i guess told mm-hmm. uh was from a guy named gary johnson who was like the uh caretaker uh he took care of it mostly in the early 90s uh he took care of the building as it was rotting away he just kind of maintained it um for the for the state yeah but he says he unlocked cell block four i guess he's trying to go in and clean it or something oh god you know that that's good that's a shitty job yeah just maintaining it all by yourself i bet you pays minimum wage (laughs) yeah when he says uh when he opened cell block four he says because he walked in a force gripped him um so tightly he wasn't even able to move he says he described it as a negative, horrible energy that exploded out of the cell. He says uh, it was tormented. He said, wait, no. He said he saw tormented faces appear on the cell walls and that uh, one formed in particular and beckoned for him to come. Like he was looking into hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We're going to think, too, these people not only like the, the stuff that goes on. Is not only bad, but these people are also, depending on their crimes and stuff like that, are bringing in negative energy as well. You know what I mean? So if they have dark entities or anything attached to them because of, like, murder and all that stuff, I mean, Lord, it's just a, like, beckon of darkness. Yeah. Not a beckon. I think most dark entities feed on this stuff. Any tortured areas and stuff like that. Of course. Any places of despair and depression and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Right? It's like, it's like food for them. Yeah. So they're going to stay there. Regardless how long, or it doesn't matter how long something hasn't been happening there. Um, I just looked at the time. Ad time. Or sponsor time, sorry. Took your line. Uh, so for anybody who is in, in need of a water bottle, um, I got this, well, this our sponsorship comes from H2O Capsule. Um, they are a water bottle, water bottle company. Oh my, ew. Water bottle company. Um, they designed this sports bottle or you can use it for work, depending on your needs. That has a little space for you're holding your credit cards and keys. Um, a little sleeve to keep it cool, right? Um, and, and also comes in different colors. It holds about two liters, almost. I would say half a gallon. Mm-hmm. No, a little more than more than almost a gallon. Almost a gallon of water. I know I got, I got two, my smart waters go in there when it's empty and let me a little bit extra too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice. I always look for a good one. I got this for a, uh, we call it the secret Santa gift and I use it for work and I use it for working out and I like it a lot because it holds so much water. And it doesn't leak. <laughs> I didn't tell you how many water bottles I had that leaked, but this thing, no, it's it's sealed tight. And if you want one, you can go directly to the website or on Amazon. Uh, I know on the website, if you use our code Shadows Eight, uh, you get ten percent off. Um, Amazon, I don't know if the code works or not. I don't think so. Mm-mm. But if you go to the director of the website, you get more selection uh, from directly from the source, and it comes in different colors and different patterns, um, stuff like that. So, if you guys are in need of one. Uh, go give them a, a shopping or a look. Check out their shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Winchester Mystery House. Yes. That one is itself in a mystery in its own. Now, the backstory or history behind it. Um, what's her face? The woman. I forgot. I forget her name. Oh, I wrote it down. Hold well, on. last name's Winchester. I know that. Yeah. Um. 
I'll let you figure that out. Okay, it's uh, Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester. Yes. She's the widow of William Wirt Winchester. Now, that's the same Winchester who created the Winchester Rifles. The most famous, powerful, and, well, most famous, powerful gun company still exists today. But when they created the rifles, the Winchester Rifle back in the 1800s and stuff like that, in the Old West, that was the gun to use. You could take out a shit ton of people with that one uh, bolt action rifle. Not bolt action. Um, like, I don't know guns. <laughs> but if, you, if, if I say Winchester rifle in the 1800s, it's that same gun that you use a handle to reload it. Like, right? Stuff like that. It's very fast. You can get a lot of rounds out, and you can take a lot of people out at one time. Especially with the powerful rounds. So it was the gun to use in the West, other than revolvers. But that's what made their money, right? Because this mansion is humongous and is a mystery house because she was haunted or she felt she was haunted by spirits of everyone who died from the guns that her family created or sorry, her husband's family created, right? Mm -hmm. So much so that she built corridors that went nowhere, stairways that went to no place. Um, There's one stairway that keeps getting smaller as it goes up, doors that open to nowhere. Just part of the wall, right? She literally made this uh, a maze for spirits, and it took forever to build, forever, because she kept adding on and adding on and adding on. And she would do seances in this house, and she would get messages say- saying that keep building, make it you know bigger and stuff like that, and keep adding on and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so she would get messages from the other side telling her to do that? Supposedly, right? That's what she did. Most people think she was insane, um, or she had some mental problem that made her think that, but. If that's true, that's why she kept doing it. She was fearful of the ghosts that kept were haunting her. From but then don't do the seances. It doesn't matter. That's what she thought. And back then, right? That's only people did seances and stuff like that because they wanted answers. Why are you haunting me? Oh, why are you coming after me? Right? Yeah. So as she kept building onto the house over and over and making it bigger and bigger, just so it made more confusing for spirits as they entered. Right. That was you. That was not that was an inside fart. fart. That was an inside fart. <laughs> it's not an inside fart. That was an inside fart. It's gonna be big as it comes out. <laughs> no, it's not an inside fart. My stomach is like doing, you know, the gurgles. I can't help inside it. Inside fart. Ins- it sounds I like guess. a fart in your inside. <laughs> you know, I always used to get that during like class when everything was quiet. It <laughs> never <laughs> fails. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking embarrassing. <laughs> <sighs> yes. So. I know they... Golly. <laughs> Why? It's my Yeah, I know they made a movie that probably sucks. I never watched it. Um, I, I guess I, say I never cared to watch it. Right? Because I tried to make the woman like the ghost of the house. Like, Ugh! like no. It's like, yeah. Like, she was, like, the spirit that was haunting the place. Like, no, it was pretty bad. Um, I th- think when they were there, there was a piano that... When Ghost Adventures were there, there was a piano that was playing. What? Yeah, they caught a piano playing by itself. Yeah. Because um, Ghost Adventures went there. I remember... Because one of the spots they talked about how it's, like, a weird energy. Like, it's, like... It makes you feel like you're, like, like spinning. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think she's... Things she did and things she added on to the place to make it that more haunting. And it is an attraction. You can go there. They have tours. Right? I wonder what would happen if we went there. What we would find. Now, a fun fact about the man, uh, Winchester Mystery House. Walt Disney was inspired by the, the house. So much that the haunted house or haunted mansion? house attraction. Haunted mansion. At uh, Disneyland, it was inspired by the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, wow. Yeah. But funny enough, it would, it's in San Jose, of all places. <laughs> yeah. Which at yeah. the end of, of the, like, towards the end of the episode, because I know we weren't talking about, like, where these places are, I'll uh, shoot off where these places are located. I just said a few of them were. Yeah. Lizzie Borden's in... Uh... Valeska, Iowa. 
Who would have Alaska oh, murder houses? I was about to say, it's <laughs> not where the Lizzie Borden's house is. Uh, Fall River, Massachusetts. Lizzie Borden's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, Crim to the Crim, one of the most uh, places that I want to go to. Oh, I don't even. I didn't before. I didn't before, but until after I gained these abilities, I kind of want to now. Um, is Bobby Mackey's Music Hall. See, I, what? (laughs) In Wilder, Kentucky. Right. Which is actually near us. That'd be the closest place to go. Gosh, I don't know if I'd want to do that. Yeah. Um, now there's many stories are told. But um, the stories from the past, how it got its fame, was from currently now. And now it got its fame because of Ghost Adventures, when they first went there. Um, but the stories behind it go all the way back for a long time. Starting back with um, a dancer. Um, jo- Johanna? Yeah, Johanna. Um, whose lover was killed because her father didn't approve of him. And he was a gangster. And she danced at the club. It was like it was like a cabana club, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, before it was then turned into a uh, slaughterhouse, then back into a club again, right? So the club was used like that. The back part of the club was used as a slaughterhouse, which the club was closed at the time. And then Mister um, Bobby Mackey bought it in the seventies, I think. Yeah, and turned it into a music hall, a country music hall, for people to come dance and sing and stuff like that. So. Which is still is to today. Um, also a haunted attraction as well, right? So I guess uh, Mr. Mackey saw money and possibility of ghost event- ghost hunting just because so many people went there to investigate. So, um, yeah, so Johanna's spirit essentially there. But what made it infamously dark is that in a long time ago, period before that, um, the well that was behind the club, right, that became the club, that, that well, that hole, that originally was a well, and then the well was taken apart, but they used the same welling system for um, draining blood from all the uh, slaughterhouse, mm-hmm. right? Uh, something Jackson, I remember his last name is Jackson, and his friend murdered Jackson's wife, pregnant wife, by cutting off her head. Her name was Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing so as a sacrifice to Satan. Oh, that's great. Right? For wells and all that stuff. They were eventually caught. He, By the way, he threw her head down the well. Right? Well, that's great. Um, And they were eventually caught and they were hanged. Right? Um, They're saying they're going to live forever regardless of what you do to us. Blah, blah, blah. Crazy shit. So, that essentially opened up a portal to hell, in a sense. Because that place is infested with demons. To the highest level. So many dark stuff happens there. So many hauntings happen there because of what happened with, with demonic activity. And how many times people have blessed it and stuff like that. For some reason, they, they stick around. Right? Um, is it as active as it was then? I don't know. But I know the crew from Ghost Adventures do not go there anymore. They've been there three times and they'll never go back ever again. Right? I remember one time they stopped by just to pay respects to the caretaker. Who is in, if you watch old Ghost Adventures episodes, he's the, the chubby guy, uh, who was like, I guess the, the groundskeeper in a sense. Mm-hmm. He passed away and they were driving through and none of them went inside, but they asked, I think it was, um, Aaron to go inside <laughs> to, you know, see his Virgil or his Virgil, not his Virgil, his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Memorial thing, right? Mm-hmm. Just to pay respects and like, I guess sign, I don't know, to take a picture or something, but, um, yeah, they didn't go inside because they don't want to go inside anymore because too much dark stuff has happened to them. Nick was mildly possessed. So was Zach. Uh, Zach was scratched. They were attacked. Countless things. They had a massive ghost hunt one time. And they actually heard a doppelganger copy Zach's voice telling, hey, guys, be careful over a spirit box. Right? Yeah. One of the, because uh, they had a massive ghost hunt, like, like 100 people were there. Yeah. And one of the girls was with Zach at a point in time in the downstairs area, in the downstairs area, the basements are where the well is. And they saw something run with red glowing eyes uh-uh. from, uh, behind a certain area where no one could run, right? Mm. Hearing growls, hearing things move around down there. 
Every time anyone brings any holy figures, they get scratched. Yeah, it's a dark place to be. And countless investigators go to investigate just because of the hot activity that's there. Now, it's the place that I want to go now just because of my ability. Because I can absorb dark energy with my right hand. So going there, I will be a weapon against them. Yeah. What? Mm. What are you getting? I'd rather sit in the car. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think uh, what's it? it's uh, deadly possessions, not deadly possessions. Um, what's it? That Jack Osborne, his his oh, the portals of hell. Portals of hell. Yeah. yeah, he investigated that place and he got some crazy shit too. So, and that was like 2018, 20, yeah, 2017, 2018. So that's not necessarily recent, but there's still stuff going on. Um, I remember, in the, uh, uh, one of the most times that the most activity happened that I saw with Ghost Adventures during the time they were there, mm-hmm. um, was when they were, uh, Bishop James Long, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was down there doing a blessing of the area, they kept hearing growling. Right, like different sounds and stuff, like like hissing and shit like that, like continuously as they were down there, and they catch all this, right? And then uh, Zach was starting getting mildly possessed. Even Aaron was having like violent thoughts about attacking the bishop. Oh my gosh! Right, that weren't weren't part in like he his own thoughts, like something was telling him to attack him, attack the bishop, or kill him, you know, stuff like that, bash his brains in, stuff like that. Jeez. So, yeah, when they're. That's what I mean. That's and that's going back to like some of these. It's like the Lizzie Borden thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I mean, if that can happen, you know what I mean. You, and they're not like like you said, mildly possessed. And like I said, she could have snapped, and or something could have occurred to make her that way. But at the same time, that's what people I don't think kind of can grasp is the fact that you know they like to say. Uh, that spirits, you know, like, can't do that to you. Like, you know? But. Now, this place is so devastatingly devastatingly haunting, haunted, that they actually have a sign Mm -hmm. right when you walk in. Bobby Max is not responsible for any damage done to you or your persons due to spiritual activity done here. Well, that's great. <laughs> and you're at your own risk. And I don't know if they do that now just for, you know, a gimmick or something. But uh, enough to- activities happen there, enough for them to put that there. Because people, have, well, one guy said he was in the bathroom one time, I guess, washing his hands, and a trash can flew at him. Good night. Right. To which he's like, ah, you freaking jumped out of there. Um, and one of the original caretakers, um, I forget his name. But he look, kind of looks like Stephen King. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Class, you know, talking about yeah, because like I can't even watch the Ghost Adventures episode because, uh, and it's funny enough because we follow uh, Bishop James Long. He has like a TikTok and everything mm-hmm. and Instagram, and I would suggest anybody out there that's kind of like really into the paranormal to check his stuff out because he he does like reaction videos and then he also does like in depth stuff and. Uh, it's pretty intense. Like I, I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, but he was famously possessed being there because he he lived there. He lived upstairs in an apartment on that on the grounds of that place, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the exorcist video that they the Ghost Witch crew watched, right? Mm-hmm. Versus them actually meeting this guy and talking to him. It's like night and day. This possessed version of him was loud, yelling, saying, "This body is mine!" Right? Oh yeah. Ugh. Why is the, the priest was getting or the pre, pre, uh, preacher was giving the exorcist right? Mm-hmm. Like leave him, leave now, right, and stuff like that, right? And it's Kentucky. That's why he sounded redneck. <laughs> but and then they actually had an interview with him. This, the interview with the actual guy, and he was calm. He was collective. He was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I remember they asked him like. Like when you, he's like, uh, Bobby, they asked Bobby Mackey, like, yeah, I, that when he was like, you know, supposedly possessed, it wasn't him. 
because he's never like that. The guy you're talking to right now or interviewing, that's him. That's that's who you're talking to. Well, the guy that was possessed, I knew, wasn't him at all. Um, he passed away too. Because I remember that's when they uh, uh, it was the third time they went. He was already gone. But um, yeah, so their person that was living on the grounds was possessed and stuff like that. And he says when he's apartment and, and he goes back in that building, he can feel them like they're trying to get back into him, like they're like they're near him. Mm. Yeah. So, I guess that concludes our American Hotspots Part One. Part One of many, yes. Because there's going to be a lot more. Yeah. And a lot of more in-depth stories about some of these places that. Yeah. And we're going to be in our list of places to investigate when we start getting out there. Yeah, and definitely um, stay tuned to our social media pages because I feel like I'm going to uh, we're going to put out a lot of information about like some of these places that maybe we can't get to in episodes, but we'll have like information and backstories um, on them. So like maybe some lesser known places that are technically like a lot of paranormal investigators go to get a lot of evidence from or that have gotten evidence from. Like one I want to talk about Mm -hmm. because I didn't know about it until recently. Mm -hmm. The Sally house. You know, it's funny. Their museum. Mm Hmm. Just uh, commented, we're patiently waiting for the Sally House. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, as yeah. we're sitting here. No, because I remember Bishop James Long, he shared um, a picture of... I think the one that's in... Uh... It's on his TikTok. He shared a picture that he got sent from the Sally House that an investigator took. And in the upstairs window, you see a demon. Like, your typical drawn... Someone you know drew up a picture of a demon, how it would look. It red skin. Giant horns, fl- you know, black eyes, and stuff like that in the fucking window. All right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit. Um, but yeah, that's one of our many lists, along with other places like um, the Bates Motel in, in, in Mineral Wells, Texas. I want to talk about that. A lot of places in Texas. <laughs> yeah, Alamo and other places like that. Some other hotels um, that are probably haunted. Places in our own state, even South Carolina and stuff like that. I think every state at least has one place that's really haunted. I don't know about Wyoming. I feel like it's like, or North Dakota, like nothing really happens there. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, more to come, guys. Uh, all right, guys. So next episode, we are going to do something that kind of talks a little bit about, uh, what we can do. Um, but it's going to be superstitions and prophecies, but we're also going to kind of mold in their like psychic abilities too, because in the form of prophecies. Kind of already did psychic abilities, but this is focused on the precognition side. Yeah, yeah. Like the precognition side. Like why is a psychic able to see like things happening in the future? And I can kind of give you examples of how it's working with me and how my abilities are starting and like why precognition. Premonition, precognition, and premonition. Yeah. Is like getting pretty dead on. Like it's starting to really scare me and how I'm able to, like the amount of time. Um, actually, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, you want to check out our social media? Um, you can check it Hidden in the Shadows podcast uh, on Instagram, uh, Hidden in the Shaw Six on Twitter. Didn't pick the name. Um, hidden in the, uh, I like how you added that in. Yeah. I didn't pick it. Right. <laughs> Parentheses. I didn't pick the name. Yeah. It was auto generated. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> switch it. Um, hidden in the, the podcast too. Yeah. On, that, uh, I didn't pick that either. On, t- uh, TikTok, which one who has podcast one. Yeah. Who has <laughs> the podcast one? Yeah. Um, uh, if you guys want to check out the paranormal investigation team that we are part of is called No Quarter Paranormal. Um, you can uh, find out on Instagram. Uh, they have a Twitter, mm-hmm, TikTok, Facebook. and Facebook. Yeah, and Twitch too. Yeah, we've got Twitch. Yeah, they have a Twitch. Yeah, YouTube channel apparently. Yeah, yeah, you got everything. Yeah. Um. So all you can your s- paranormal needs met. All yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, you can check out the investigations we've done, stuff that we capture while we're out there, mm-hmm. um, stories from things we've done. Meet the rest of the team besides just me and Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also keep an update on places that we will investigate in the future. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
As always, guys, we'll catch your weedos in the next one. Yep.